The epistle is in the sixth chapter of the epistle to the Galatians, beginning at the first verse. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else, for each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instructions in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. See with what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. Those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised obey the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised, that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, even to the Israel of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Uh, The Gospel is written in Luke chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone along the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. 
When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God is near you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that sticks to our feet, we wipe off against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the skies? No, you will go down to the depths. He who listens to you listens to me. He who rejects you rejects me. But he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I am enjoying the sunshine. I trust you are. I'm enjoying it partly because at long last, yesterday I could play cricket without having to wear two sweaters, which was nice. But I'm also uh, welcoming the sunshine because I have been having trouble with my runner beans, as perhaps some of you have been having trouble with your vegetables. They seem to be very reluctant to start that long climb up the pole. Uh, some time ago, I, I sow, as I did, I rather fancy myself with runner beans because they're incredibly easy to grow. And uh, I sowed some dwarf beans at the same time, but they didn't come up. The runner beans have come up, and I'm beginning to feel more optimistic. But the dwarf beans did not come up. So when it comes to dwarf beans, I will not reap what I sowed. But generally, one does reap what one sows. If you plant peas... It would be a surprise if runner beans came up instead. My wife would be quite pleased because she gets fed up with runner beans, but it would be a surprise if that happened. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul has outlined the contrast between life in the flesh, Galatians 5.19. Let me just uh, remind you what we heard the other day where he derives the acts of the sinful nature, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. So the subjects of uh, writing in most newspapers are summed up in that list, pretty much. Those are the acts of the flesh, and he's contrasted that with life in the spirit, verse 22, 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, if we sow evil deeds, the life in the flesh, do not expect to reap good fruit, the fruits of the Spirit. And most of us here will know, over the years, the effect of wrong actions and wrong words on ourselves and others. And there will be moments in our lives when we know that we've sown wrong and we've reaped a bad harvest because of our actions or because of actions done to us or words said to us. We are all wearied, for instance, by dissension and factions and disagreement. So we all, uh, we all think and believe that we should live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. I think this is a fairly obvious point that Paul is making, and it's something that most Christians would aspire to, uh, to live by the rule of the fruits of the Spirit rather than by evil deeds. We may still find ourselves drawn back into evil deeds, but if we are converted Christian people, we hate that part of our lives. We long to be better. But in this passage in Galatians 6, Paul has uh, an additional and a more sophisticated point to make than simply asking for the Galatian Christians to lead a good life. His concern is to help them to do that. How are we to be good? How can we be better? How can we uh, reap a harvest of good in our lives? So back for a moment to my runner beans. They are uh, way behind, like most things in the garden, although catching up. They have been particularly slow to get going, uh, like some Christians. Uh, and I know that once, as I say, once they begin to climb the pole, uh, then they should be okay. Once they actually start climbing up the pole, they should be okay. So what do I do? In order to help them get going, I tie them to the stick. Maybe, maybe you do that as well. Uh, and that helps them to get started on the climbing. Uh, that's all fine. And, uh, uh, and they can, I can help them to that extent. But after that, my runner beans are on their own. Whether they climb the pole or not is up to them. Of course, I can water them and I can weed and I can put stuff to kill the slugs down and things like that. But I cannot make them grow. Now, I just want you to look for a moment, if you've got your Bible, and don't worry if you haven't, because I'll read it, at um, these two rather remarkable um, bits of Galatians that were read for us. In verse 2, Paul writes, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. And then in verse 5, he says, for each one should carry his own load. Surely that is an absolutely straight contradiction. Are we to carry each other's burdens or are we to carry our own load? Now, we know that Paul is not a fool and we know that this, we can read this, it's only about four lines apart that he appears to be saying exactly the opposite thing. So he must be having a point here. He's not contradicting himself. He's trying to make a point. And what he means is that we, we Christians have a responsibility 
to use my illustration, to tie each other to the stick. We have a responsibility to help each other be good. We are not just saved as individuals, but we are saved as a new community to grow good fruit together. We have a responsibility to help each other grow. And by the law of Christ, of course, he means fulfilling life in the Spirit. To fulfill the law of Christ is to live lives that build up our fellow Christians. We are accountable to one another. We are to help each other be better. We are to help each other by avoiding dissension, avoiding quarrel, avoiding disagreement, supporting, caring, loving, exercising the fruits of the Spirit towards one another that enables us to grow and produce good fruit. But that does not lessen, and this is his point, that does not lessen each individual's person's responsibility for their own spiritual well-being. We are to support one another, but we also have a responsibility for our own spiritual well-being. We're not to cop out and say it's all somebody else's fault. We can help each other. You can help me, I can help you. But I cannot alone make you godly, and you cannot make me godly. We have to carry our own load. We, do what we walk before God openly and individually, but as part of community. So, says Paul, our actions, our words, our thoughts are to be geared to the general good of the Christian community, not our own interests. And we should not, as he says, become weary in doing good, especially for others. Not, of course, that we should boast. In verse 14, he says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can never think that we've made it, that we've reached Christ's standard. We always need to be uh, seeking to grow up the pole, so to speak, to, to get more like Christ. And we need to be helping others to do the same. So we have no ground for boasting about our godliness. But we do good... According to Paul in Galatians, we do good because Christ has done good for us first. He has, so to speak, as we're remembering in this service, he is the one who has kind of, if you like, to use my rather feeble runner bean illustration, he has, so to speak, tied us to the pole. By coming into the world and dying for us, as we remember in this service, Christ has made it possible for us to grow. That's why he says at the end, what counts is a new creation. What counts in my vegetable patch is the new creation of runner beans, the seed becoming a plant that then produces fruit. What has happened because of what we're remembering in this service, that God has made us new creations to be new fruit. He has made it possible for us to begin to climb towards godliness, helping one another and working out our own salvation in fear and trembling. By his death on the cross, he has opened the way. Because of what we remember in this service, we can be good, we can grow, we are a new creation. And what counts, according to Paul here, what counts is a new creation. That is what really, really matters. Let's pray for a moment. We thank you, Father, as we gather here this morning around your table that you have 
made it possible for us to become the people that you created us to be. We were sown into this world, and you long that we should grow and produce good fruit, Christ-like fruit, love, joy, patience, peace, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Father, we pray that each one of us would climb, uh, never weary of climbing towards that goal of Christ-likeness. And thank you that you have opened the way. In Jesus' name, amen.